Ladies and gents, today we're talking about the four big things that have to be, be, be paid first before you actually receive a dime from your pension in retirement. And if you're new here, welcome. It is so good to have you. My name is Dallin Hawes. I'm a financial planner who serves federal employees every single day, and I absolutely love it. Now, again, today we're talking about the things that come out of your pension before you receive a dime. Now, this is one of the biggest mistakes I see as people start their retirement planning journey. Let's say you're five years out from retirement and you say, hey, I want to start running my numbers. I want to know how much income I'm going to have in retirement. What do I need to do? And one of my first pieces of advice for people is, hey, you need to get an estimate for your pension. Now, most people, you can go to your HR. Sometimes your HR has a software you can pump in your numbers and they give you an estimate to your pension. But whenever someone does the numbers for themselves, this is what they do. They, they run the rough calculation, which it's honestly a pretty simple calculation. I've got other videos going over that. They run those numbers and they find out what their gross pension is. However, that gross pension is called gross for a reason. It's not your net pension, okay? You want to make sure whether you're running your own numbers or you're looking at a, at a agency estimate that they are assuming the right things come out of your pension first. The deductions that come out, you want to make sure they're the right ones and you actually made those elections or you want to make those elections at retirement, okay? So let's dive in. Today we're going to dive into so you have a good idea of what things are going to come out, what you're actually going to be left with at the end of the day in retirement. Okay, so let's get right to it. There are a few things that come out of your pension. Number one, survivor benefits. We're going to go into the details of what that is. But long story short, if you want your spouse to keep a piece of your pension, if you were to die first as the federal employee, if you want them to continue getting a piece of your pension, you're going to have to pay some money now while you're both, both alive to make that happen. Number two, health insurance. If you want to keep your health insurance into retirement, you often can, assuming you're eligible for retirement. However, you have to pay for it, just like you do now. Number three, other insurances. What do you have? Do you have vision, dental, fegly, long-term care, any of these? If you want to keep them into retirement, often you are allowed to, but you do have to pay for them. Number four, taxes. Your federal pension is basically, not, not 100%, but very much of it is going to be taxable income, which means that your taxes are going to come out. And if this sound doesn't sound familiar yet, think about your current salary right now. You may make, let's say, 130000 or 80000 whatever the gross salary is. You technically on paper make that amount, but you know you don't actually receive 130000 a year into your bank account. There's tons of things that come out first, and that's the same thing that happens for your pension. You've got to pay all these deductions first. So let's dive into these different deductions so you have a better understanding of what they are. Number one, survivor benefits. Like I mentioned before, if you want your spouse to continue receiving a piece of your pension after you die, then it does cost money. So this is how it works. The most percentage, the highest amount of your pension that you're able to leave behind if you're to die is half of it, okay? If you want your spouse to receive half of your pension if you're to die, it does cost you 10% of your pension while you're both alive. So for example, let's say your gross pension is $1,000 a month. If you elect this survivor benefit, the 10% survivor benefit, while you're both alive, you get 900, okay? If something was to happen to you, your spouse would get 500, 50% of the original amount. That's, that's a good example of how it works. Now, that's not the only other option. Option number two is you can elect a partial survivor benefit where it only costs you 5% of your pension while you're both alive, 
But if something was to happen to you, your spouse would get 25%. Okay. Now, the last option, of course, you can waive survivor benefits. It's not required. Your, your spouse does have to notarize, give notarized consent that they are okay with having no survivor benefits. But, of course, you're able to do it. Now, keep one thing in mind. If you elect no survivor benefits, if you say, hey, we don't want to do it, we don't want to pay the cost, you're welcome to. However, your spouse, once you pass away, would not be able to continue on your FEHB unless they have a piece of your pension, unless they have that survivor benefit. So it's really two pieces here. It's do they rely on your income? Do they actually need a piece of your pension to survive after you're gone? Number two, do they rely on your health insurance? Is that something you want them to keep? So keep that in mind as you're making the decision on your survivor benefits on what you should do, okay? Number two, your FEHB premiums. Now, one question I get all the time is when I go into retirement, I understand that I'll be able to keep my health insurance, but what does the cost do in retirement? Does it crank up? Does it stay the same? What do I have to pay for my health insurance in retirement? It's a great question. Long story short, you have access to the same prices, the same premiums that active federal employees do. Once you retire, you have access to the same prices. And in retirement, you have access to open season every single year. So you can change plans. You can make adjustments as needed. You have access to all those things. Now, in reality, the cost for your FEHB actually does go up. And there's one big reason for it. While you're working... Let's say your your premiums cost $300 a month, okay? While you're working, that $300 a month comes out of your pay pre-tax, pre-tax, okay? Meaning your, your total taxable income actually lowers based on how much you pay in health insurance premiums. In retirement, that goes away. You have to pay it with after-tax dollars. So while the premium, the price you pay every month may actually stay the same in retirement, the the total cost after taxes is going to go up a little bit. Not going to be a huge deal breaker, but just keep that in mind that the actual cost after taxes actually does go up in retirement. So that is health insurance. Again, you have options to change and adjust that in retirement. Number three, like I mentioned, is other insurance. You want to look at your dental vision. Do you want to keep that into retirement? If so, great. Um, just know you got to pay for it, right? It's going to come out of your pension. Um, do you have Fegley? Do you have the life insurance? Now, Fegley is probably one of the most the most common thing that people get rid of prior to retirement because of the cost associated of trying to keep it into retirement. But there's different types of FEGLI. Some are actually okay to keep into retirement. They're not bad. Some get incredibly expensive. I've got an article. If you go back to my website, HawesFederalAdvisors.com, you could find some articles about FEGLI where it goes into depth on how those work, when it makes sense to get rid of them, to keep them. I'm also, I also have videos on YouTube all about that. So definitely check those out. Okay. Now, of course, if you have long-term care insurance, you continue paying for that as well. Now, when it comes to taxes, there are two types of taxes that you might potentially pay from your pension. Number one, and this one is basically guaranteed, is your federal taxes. Basically, all federal employees have to pay federal taxes on their federal pension. That is just how it goes. So you're going to get a deduction for that amount. Now, keep the, one thing in mind when you're looking at your agency estimate. Your agency estimate for your pension, when they give you an estimate for what your pension is going to be, one thing that I see all the time is that agencies habitually underestimate what taxes are going to be. I'm not sure exactly why, but they, they tend to be on the lower side. So keep that in mind and maybe add a little extra money in there so that you know actually what you're going to get in retirement. So keep that in mind. 
The second type of tax, though, that can come out of your pension is state income tax. If you're the state you live in happens to tax your FERS federal pension, then you may have a, a state tax withholding as well. A lot of states don't tax federal pensions, but many do. So you want to keep that in mind. I've got other videos that walk you through which states do tax your, your retirement and which don't. Okay. So long story short, no one ever likes things coming out of their pension. No one ever likes these withholdings. It, it doesn't feel good for these things to happen, but I want you to go into retirement with your eyes wide open so you know the truth, whether it's the uh, happy truth or not so happy truth, that you know what to expect, that you can go in confident, that you're not guessing, things aren't murky for you. If things are confusing or just not clear, it is scary to retire. I want you to go into retirement with confidence and to be truly comfortable that you have a great plan. So I've got tons of other videos about all your other benefits. You're gonna wanna check those out. And there's a link below to submit questions or to get a free um, copy of my book all about maximizing the TSP. All those things are in the description below. Have a great day. I'll see you guys next time.